Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the In Death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 20 of Podcast in Death. And Whoa! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) And today we're going to be talking about conspiracy in death which I feel like is probably, I mean, from what I can tell from the comments we've been getting in just about everybody's top five of books. I know it's in mine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 The books that have a lot of emotional stuff happening is, are always the most popular books. And, you know, because we love these characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we want to see them, you know, we want the angst. (laughs) well you know what there's not a ton of angst in this book because i mean you know eve snaps out of it pretty quickly she does Mm -hmm. thanks to rourke but there is some angst and yeah we we like to see that we do oh yes how is she gonna solve problems in rereading this book and you know it's so funny because like i think i've read this book i don't know how many times but i reread it again and Maybe not like the first time, but I I was still like, it's one of those that, you know, once I start reading it, I have to finish it. Oh, yeah. You know, there's so much so. in this book. Yeah. <laughs> so much. I when things happen, I'm like, oh, yeah, that does happen in this book. Oh, yeah. And there's like more and more. Yeah. I had forgotten. We met Louise this early. Yeah. In the series. Yep. Yeah. I was excited yeah. because of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Louise is my girl. Yeah. Louise is Jen's favorite character. I, I love Louise. I wouldn't yeah. say favorite character, but side character, that definitely. Favorite yeah. side character. Female side character. Correct. One yeah. of. Jen loves most of the characters in this series. So I do, for the most part, yes. Well, most. I also have some that I are controversially I dislike that mm-hmm. other people love. So yeah, we do know that. <clears throat> Mavis. <laughs> cough, cough. Mavis. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in rereading this one, as I have been doing all along, trying to find the connective element that goes with everything. Yes. And this time it is power. That's indeed. Yeah. 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 So, and this one, like she does in a lot of the books, not everyone, but a lot of them has a prologue. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the first thing that the killer says in my hands is power. Yeah. And it didn't hit me until later on in the book, really, because I was trying to find, you know, okay, what is that element that she's using? Then later on something, I can't remember what it was that was said, but then I went, oh Yeah. Went back to the prologue and yeah. And then I went and searched for the word power throughout the whole book as I do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Indeed, well, you know, she does. Because I, I find it really interesting that once she gets, I don't, and I don't know if she does this on purpose. I'm, I'm just assuming she does it on purpose. Right. Yeah. You know? um, because she's just that brilliant. She does put that word in more throughout the entire book and mm-hmm. not just when you're talking about the case. Also, you know, during interactions with Eve and Rourke, where she would normally maybe not use that word. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the first things that is said in the book that doesn't have anything to do with the case is Eve coming home 
and she's looking at his office and uh, she's saying uh, the ebony slab of desk was just one more power center for a man who exuded power like breath, efficiency, elegance, power. He never lacked for any of them. Then later on, you know, they went to the um, fundraiser for this. What is it? New that was Life the thing I forgot what? about. <laughs> the fundraiser. Yeah, fundraiser? Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Eve wants to know who's the pow- who's the most powerful person here. Um and but when you're talking about just Eve and Rourke later on, they have a moment where he kisses her and it says um, he turned up the power and heat of the kiss. Oh, yeah. Which Again, you know, power is not a word that she uses typically when she's talking about them, you know, having an intimate moment. Right. Not very often. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like trying to think because, you know, I don't think that I like pay attention to that, I guess. That sounds terrible. Yeah. And I wouldn't, except for the fact that, you know, I'm kind of looking, looking for this. For. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later on, another like intimate moment. He said something about he felt the, the power of it swarming into her, you know, that kind of thing. I just find it really interesting. Yeah. That she puts it not only in, you know, obviously it would be in any kind of descriptions of the, the crimes and the, the killers and that kind of thing, but in their personal interactions with each other. Fascinating. She she uses it. So I think she's very subtly brilliant about how she does this. And maybe it's not intentional. Like maybe we're working too hard to find it, but um, (laughs) that's probably true. But I think it's lovely. Either way, she's great. Yeah. (laughs) I mean that's probably whether she intended it or not. So yeah. I mean we'll just pretend she intended it. Um yeah, I like it. That's her genius. You know, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to, you know, because yes, it is. It is very genius. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Um, so this book opens up with Eve on a case. Uh, she's caught this case of a sidewalk sleeper who has been killed and his heart has been removed. And one of the things that I think is interesting, again, is seeing what people have highlighted you oh, know, yeah. in the uh, in this Weird one. stuff again? Yeah. Well, in this one, the first line of chapter one has gotten, I think it says 62 highlights. Oh, my. And it says, for some, death wasn't the enemy. Life was a much less merciful opponent. Wow. Deep. Which is an interesting line. It's a good line. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good line. Yeah. So um, Eve goes to this crime scene. And in the process of conducting the investigation, she comes across uh, one of the first police officers on the scene is Ellen Bowers. Yeah. He's the worst. He's, he's the worst. <laughs> just like. Crazy. Uh, just Barrowis, a dick. Yeah. Ellen Bowers. <laughs> She's the worst. Ellen She's Bowers is the worst. <laughs> she's a dick too yeah and she's a dick there's definitely something wrong with her but yes oh yeah well i mean you know i mean it comes out later that she knows eve from the academy yeah. and has always been jealous of her and right. there are those people out there who, mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason just, they focus on somebody and it's just twisted yeah like that sick obsession that you know yeah yeah it's it's crazy absolutely um, we get to meet true heart and true, true heart yes. comes yes. up in this. And now I knew true heart came up in this. Our baby true heart. Baby. Because he kind of plays a pivotal role. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and we all love true heart. Anybody who doesn't love true heart doesn't have a heart. I'm sorry. 
Anyone doesn't <laughs> stop reading the series because evil is true heart too. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, who wouldn't? You know. Yeah. You know, he's precious. He's so precious. he's precious. Yeah. That is the perfect way to describe he him. Really he really is. is. That whole yeah. scene in where um she's interrogating uh Snooks. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's and such a good scene. True heart is is helping interrogate this other sidewalk sleeper. And he's just so, you know nice to the guy yeah Yeah. he's just you know i mean they both are and that's it it, i found it interesting too that that eve is so like kind of sees him for what he is i mean he's kind of harmless and you know it was friends with the guy that died and and was you know sad about that and right crying and you know yeah she was compassionate also right but also you know like a lot of people that are homeless are you know homeless because they have some kind of mental issue Right. I think I would have liked Snooks. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Oh, Snooks. So, so yeah. So, True Heart, we meet and he helps her out on the case. And, you know, and she's really, Eve's really kind of very sweet to True Heart too, because she sees that he's with, with, you know, Bowers, who is, you know, the worst. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) And, And that he probably wants to get out of there. So, uh, you know, I mean, she sees his potential. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I think if she didn't see potential, she probably would have just been like, you know, oh, I feel bad for this kid. But I don't think she would have like gone above that like she does in this. Like she's she works on doing more for him than getting him out of the situation for a minute, you know? Right. Yeah. She definitely sees the potential. Yeah. She's not wrong. Yeah. Nope. Yep. So true heart is um, amazing. One of my favorite scenes is when Eve has Bowers go get her some coffee. Oh my god. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes ever. And <laughs> yes. You know. I always laugh out loud. Literally every time. I'm like, I've read this oh, yeah. 15 times and I'm like, yeah. this is always funny. Bowers, of course, is like, you know, bitch and her breath. And he's like, golly, Peabody, Bowers called you a bitch. <laughs> and Peabody's like, I really think she meant you, sir. Even <laughs> 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 <Eve>, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of it. And then it's afterwards, after you know, Bowers leaves that Eve decided to talk to True Heart, and True Heart gave her some insights as to, you know, what he saw. He um he sees that the gimp had moved his crib and his crib was next to Snooks's and they were friends, but he had moved it, and so it kind of rang some alarm bells to him. And like we said, you know, I mean, just because she saw that in True Heart, that he recognized that and recognized that it could be important. She asks him to take the gimp down to Central and be in on the questioning of him. And the gimp turns out to be a super useful source. Yeah. Super useful. Yeah. But Eve is, uh, you know, this whole time in the back of her head is, you know, what the hell is going on with Bowers? Because she can tell that it's not just typical, like irritation yeah because yeah we back it's something more right um yeah so um that's such a weird yeah. feeling being like why does this person hate me i just don't understand you know yeah and it's funny for eve i feel like to have that kind of feeling because eve doesn't care what other people think about right. her but this just is so off to her which is right and it's just out of, it's just kind of out of nowhere like 
because why? Right. And we do find out later, like I said, that, you know, uh, Bowers knew her from the Academy and and it had always disliked her. But Eve didn't know it at the time. Right. She didn't recognize Bowers. That's probably a very relatable thing too. Like finding out years later, someone didn't like you and being like, it wasn't even on her radar because of the type of person Eve is versus the type of person Bowers is. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so Bowers files a complaint. And of course that pisses Eve off. She filed a complaint that Eve used abusive and inappropriate language. (laughs) <laughs> I, know, I don't did. know how Whitney <laughs> handles the complaint. Like, oh, right. like, this is clearly bullshit, but we have to deal with it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and yeah, then I mean, that's how it is. And yeah. yeah. But it pisses Eve off because Eve has never had a complaint on her record thus far. That's a very right. valid thing to be mad about. Because especially because it's a stupid complaint. Which, by the way, Eve right. has definitely done things to warrant complaints, and she will <laughs> right. do so. Right. And yeah. this is the one that's sitting on her record is bullshit. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, At least let me earn this complaint. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's she exactly uses inappropriate it. language like, every single book, right? She does. <laughs> oh my god, are we reading the know. same books? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Although this might be the first book that she uses the word fuck, but I'm not what? sure. What? She uses the word fuck in this book? She uses the word fuck? Are you kidding me? I am not going to read these books anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. That is it. They're too no for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So... <laughs> So yeah, Eve's all pissed off about Bowers. And then what I love about it is that she's like all pissed off. And then she comes home and she's like, she is going to, like she does every day, have it out with Somerset. And she's yeah. in the mood for it. <laughs> she's, she's ready for it. Day. <laughs> and he's not. Paid off. <laughs> even get to snipe with Somerset. What is this right? shit? What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Eve. <laughs> and she comes into the room and, and Rourke right away sees that, you know, she is, it says, um, the glittering eyes, the flush face and aggressive stance told him just what kind of mood she was in. And of course, he's just all like, hello, darling, how was your day? <laughs> and she's all, it sucked. Where's R- Somerset? <laughs> Oh, man. The one night she wants him and he's not there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She wants to punch him. She wants to punch him. So um, so instead, she and Rourke have sex. Well, yeah. I Which mean, that works just as well. Completely reasonable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Response. Yeah, of course. You can't punch something, have sex. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Also a good way to end a chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a good way to end a chapter. Legit. <laughs> And she tells him everything that, you know, went on with half-assed Bowers. And it's it's so great because they're so different and they see things differently. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's going on and on, you know, about what happened and Bowers, you know, and this is the first complaint she's ever had and blah, blah. And he said, you know, so basically you pissed off a troublemaker who retaliated by filing a whiny complaint, something that she appears to have a habit doing. And your commanding officer is officially and personally in your corner. And she's like, yeah, but. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> not as yeah. simple as you make it sound, you know, and he thinks it wouldn't be not for Eve. It, it's just so, so great how they play off each other. Yeah. Yeah. This, they do have a very different perspective on things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he can talk her down when she starts spiraling over things like this. Right. In general, not just this scene particularly, but just yeah. in general. He's good at doing that. Well, I think in this book, just because of the fact that everything going on with Eve and how pissed off she is about everything and upset in general, um, I think we see a lot more of jokey Rourke. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of books where, you know, I mean, he not that he doesn't make jokes because he does always. Yeah. But I feel like in this book, we saw a lot of jokey Rourke, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Trying to, you know, kind of tease her out of. Yeah. The mood she's in. Yeah. You know, that's a different, the stakes are different, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot more personal for her. Right. And I don't know that she's like, and even here at the beginning of this book, like I don't think she's willing to a hundred percent accept like how much that bothers her. I think Rourke, like she's going to say it to herself, but she's not going to admit it to Rourke as easily. And I think that he's, he's already like come to that conclusion, you know? Right. Obviously, we do know it's very personal for her. But then, you know, like I said, I mean, he's very jokey in this book. And there were a a couple of times that I I thought like, you know, in she probably did this on purpose, but that he kind of almost dismissive of what is going on at first, obviously, because they just think it's some complaint that this person's right and and I totally get why he was there. And I do get why he was at other times, too. Because I think he was trying to nudge her along where she needed to be. Right. But well, Eve's, Eve's not a like warm, fuzzy, I need comfort kind of person. Right. And while the person that loves you the most instinctually is probably like, that's just like an instinct mm-hmm. to coddle and care or whatever. Like that's not Rourke and Eve. That's definitely not Eve at all. And Rourke being like, no, nah, we got to handle it this way. He's right. No one knows her like he does. Right. Yeah. And 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 she's not a person that wants like cuddles after a No. You know. Well, and I mean, honestly the, really the the little bit of like the way that Rourke is very defensive of her at first doesn't really help, you know. Right. Even, right. Def- even him being defensive over her not he's not so much like patting her on the head or whatever. That that instinct doesn't really help. It's I mean, I feel like it doesn't get through to her till he's cold about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely my feeling. Right. No, I agree with that completely. <laughs> well, he does give her some very like practical advice at first, mm-hmm. even though he's not he's, you know, jokey Rourke and and says, you know, want to go find her and beat her up? I'll hold your coat. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And she says, you just want to watch two women fight. Why do guys get off on that? <laughs> like the hope that clothing may be removed or something. Or be ripped away. Be ripped yeah. away. We're so easily entertained, you know. Always. And then another thing that a lot of people are highlighting is right after that, uh, Eve thinks, sex, food, and a sympathetic ear. Just one more of the wonders she thought of marriage. She's like, oh, this marriage thing isn't so bad. Isn't so bad. Yeah. And then she after feels that. better after that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so she kind of like also asks him about the case. And um, 
he's giving her some insights into, you know, his part of it where he is on the board for this, uh, what is the, the place called? The Drake Center. The Drake Center. Yeah. So he is giving her some insights uh, into that and into new life organ replacement. Okay. Can we talk about real quick how, like, we're how long into their marriage at this point? Over six months. Stop getting pissed off that he's on, you know, the board of directors <laughs> of different things. Like, seriously? Like, the minute she saw his name, she got all angry. Like, can't he right. say anything? Well, he didn't know that this hospital yeah. was going to be involved in your investigation, for God's sakes. Right. Like, chill the fuck out over it. <laughs> you know his name is going to pop up. It's not going to hurt your investigation any, for God's sakes. Just saying. <laughs> well, much like a lot of fans who are like, he's into everything. He's in all of our cases. So. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get that from the fans, but my God, woman. Like, you know, your husband has his fingers in everything. Stop getting right. mad about it. Right. Just accept it is what it that's going to have to be. Deal with it. it is. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> there there's a uh, a fundraiser for this drake center that rourke has to attend anyway so he takes eve along so that uh, she can kind of uh, interrogate some of these suspects that she has and, and louise is there and made it louise is there. so she's already met louise at by this time because she's uh yeah she, way ahead yeah she so, interviewed her at the clinic right yeah um, and is that, but is this before or after the second murder? No, it's after they find out about the, the LC that had been killed and had her kidneys removed. Right. Because right. It, that was not her case originally. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it wasn't the second murder that she gets called to. It was, a, but it was a second connected murder that they find when they do the run. Right. Yeah. So there's two. Right. Uh, there hadn't, but one of them wasn't her case originally. She just right. took her. So, yeah, prior to that, she had to go in the uh, New York underground. And <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. That's a pretty amusing scene. Yeah. She's been, like so badass. I love when she just, <laughs> she just walks into situations like that and she's just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Starts beating on people. So. Yeah. Starts beating <laughs> on people. Getting it done. Yeah. Finding her answers. Right. So, um, so yeah, it was after that, that she found out that there was a second murder and, uh, in investigating both of those, she links them both to the canal street clinic. Right. That's when she meets Louise. That's when she meets Louise. Yes. And the second murder was being handled by a guy named Roswell who, was in the same house as Bowers. Roswell's also close to being the worst. Yeah. yeah, he's a dick. Yeah, he's a dick too. And he also, you know, uh, threatens to go to Eve's superiors and report her. Or whatever. For whatever reason, because they all hate because Eve. They're shitty cops and she's not. For real. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that's what it boils down to. Right. So anyway, so she goes and sees Louise. And I think it's uh, funny that Eve, you know, because we, I think we've said this before, like Eve rarely like right away likes somebody yeah. so much, but you could tell that with Louise. Yeah. She has a connection right away with her. Yeah. Yeah. They get yeah. along very quick, very quickly. Yeah. And uh, Eve thinks about bringing Louise on as a, as a consultant. 
Right. And then they go to this fundraiser and she sees Louise and realizes that Louise is connected to one of the people that are, is on Eve's list of suspects. Right. Which makes things kind of a little bit. A little sketchy. A little sketchy. But she still uses her as a uh, consultant. Right. So. Um, yeah. Eve, Eve really connects to Louise really quick. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that Eve just has like the instincts though. Like I, I think wonder she if I'd like read this series in order if I had like, you know, cause I, I knew about Louise before, obviously, cause I read a much later book in the series first, but I feel like I may have been suspicious of her, but I yeah. never had a chance to be because I knew she was, you know, great and friendly or whatever. Like, okay. not, yeah. Like, I don't know that I would have been like suspicious of her being part of this whole thing, but just like, what is this woman who is so clearly very privileged and how does she fit into the story i don't know i I just part of me is mad every time i read books like some of these earlier books like oh i didn't read these in order and louise is one of the characters that i think i could have appreciated differently okay but yeah i don't know i don't know that I would, yeah i would have felt differently about her though i definitely think okay and then i would have fallen in love with her in a different way yeah but, interesting but i knew that i loved her from the beginning because i literally like met her in the first book that i read <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. And she was awesome in it. So Yeah, I was born with your first, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you met her at the baby shower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh Louise. Yeah. But she's also badass. Like I also just love that every character that Eve tends to like connect to that we continue getting through the series is not just like a great character that we continue to like, but they're really hardcore. Especially yeah. the women. Right. Like Nadine. The women. Yeah. Louise and Sherio, like, so badass. Yeah. Which again is why I think that had I read this book in order, I would have, Louise would have come into the picture differently for me. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think that, you know, Eve does kind of identify with her because she's she's this, like you said, you know, she's a badass and she comes in and she's like obviously overworked and she says something about, you know, um, they keep cutting our budget and Eve says, tell me about it, you know, so I think she kind of sees, you know. And I think too, once she realizes that she does come from privilege, there's that, there's that side of it too, because even though Eve doesn't want to admit it, you know, Eve is doing pretty well right. financially. Um, More than she thought. But she's still working her ass off as a cop. And I think she respects right. Louise for, you know, having all this money and being from that background and working where she's working and doing what she's doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is something to respect highly. I mean, Louise well, yeah. probably could have been working in, you know, the Drake Center doing, you know, whatever she wanted. And here she, is. Here she is yeah. working in a free clinic on the wrong side of town, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think Eve sees that in her too and respects it even more. Yeah. So there was a specific thing that I was going <laughs> to bring up. Uh, there's just a, you know, cause obviously this is, this happens after um, midnight. So we're in January, I think. Yeah. 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 We're in January at this point. So, and um, really cold. <laughs> Really, really cold. I've been in New York in January. It's really, really cold. (laughs) It's really, really cold. Yes. Really, really cold. uh, So this is another thing that we probably didn't um, quite, when we first read this, didn't quite appreciate it like we would appreciate it now. This scene that happens between, um, let's see, Nadine and Eve, where they're talking and Eve's giving her a little bit of information about the case. Um, 
And uh, Nadine was saying their biggest story is the weather. There's a big storm coming through. And she says, this one's going to stop New York cold. And Eve says, great. People will be killing each other over a roll of toilet paper by afternoon. I know. I chuckled when I read that. <laughs> like, yep. oh, 2020. 2020. <laughs> and, you know, then, then Nadine admires Eve's coat that she didn't want to put on, but Rourke made her put it on. She's like, ooh, cashmere. That coat. You know, and, and, and she's All right, like, Peter, oh. that coat. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Any co- I mean, doesn't she go through like two? In this yeah. book, or is it the same one? Yeah. In this book, she goes I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, stop like, making her wear the coat, Rourke. Yeah. Uh, he's still in phase by it. He's like, oh, yeah, just whatever. I'll just buy her another one. Yeah, wear this coat. You know, it's nice to have the money to just afford to buy multiple cashmere coats. Right. And, you know, but the thing is, I mean, it's, it's rarely ever her fault because in this case, oh. she she's come back from having her her meeting with Nadine and she gets stopped by a, uh, a droid that is obviously supposed to kill her. And instead of killing her, he self-destructs. Right. And there goes the coat, you know. And she comes in and, of course, Somerset's like, what have you done? That coat is ruined. You haven't had it a month, you know. It's like, well, he shouldn't even wear it, should he? Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes up and first thing she says, well, he couldn't wait to tell you that I ruined the coat, could he? <laughs> he said you were hurt, you know, so. Yeah. He's <laughs> more worried about the coat. Well, no, oh, I mean, he, that. Somerset called and Rourke and told him that Eve was hurt not that she had ruined her coat but of course Eve's like he just couldn't wait to tell you about this coat I yeah. know trying <laughs> <laughs> to point out he's not quite the dick yes. that you yes know. we are moving away from the dickishness a little right. bit just a little yeah. bit we've got a whole series to get through <laughs> so they are all you know again working on this um, case together and Rourke decides they need a break. And so this is another one of my favorite scenes when he suggests they go outside and build a snowman. Build a snowman. I know. I love it. And it's so childish. <laughs> it's so funny. The snowman it's that they build. It's so great. I love yeah, you it. want to build a snowman? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. <laughs> How many times I've heard that song. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, you know, again, you see the differences between them because Eve is making this big, huge buff. (laughs) Right. Man, snowman, and and Rourke is uh, making this, you know, woman snowman. (laughs) Snow lady with huge. Snow lady with boobies. Boobs. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So. Yeah, and then they end up in a snowball fight, which they is end adorable. Up in a snowball too. fight. It, it is adorable. It really is. The whole <laughs> I love thing. that scene. <laughs> it's adorable. Yes. The it's whole so thing. fun and sweet. And yeah, it's adorable. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I mean, they really haven't had. I, I can imagine that. Well, obviously, Eve's never done that kind of thing with anybody else. No. I mean, that's quite obvious. No. But, you know, Rourke is clearly the person that would, but never has. Right. Most yeah. likely. Yeah. 
you know, and so it's like they're experiencing all this for the first time. And, and now yeah. they're, you know, yes. acting like kids, which is amazing. It is. It's so, adorable. It is very adorable. One of my favorites, too. Yeah, mine, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cute. And um, then, of course, afterwards, they have sex again. Well, of course. Yeah. Because why not? Why not? And that just during warm that. somehow. Exactly. It's it's during that encounter that she tells him that she loves him. And again, you know, he thinks about how rare it is that she says it to him. So it has more of an impact on him, you know. Uh, so that's just the whole thing is just yeah. a great scene. It is. It's wonderful. Which is good because all of the all of the funny things in this book, like all of the great roll on the floor laughing lines are such a good contrast to how sad this book is in some places right so angst actually not that much angst but a good amount of angst for characters that are in their 30s (laughs) (laughs) listen yeah we handle so much angst (laughs) right yeah (laughs) true And that's uh, that's one of the great things about this book. I mean, it it it's got such highs and lows. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's well balanced too. Like, yeah, it's very well balanced. Very much so. Nora seems like she knows what she's doing. I I bet she does. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's somewhat more than an amateur. Yeah, (laughs) with traces of talent. <laughs> so uh i think it's next morning they get woken up by a call you know eve has to go to another scene and it's the same thing again and again bowers and Trueheart are there and they haven't secured the scene properly and uh eve is you know pissed off and uh but i think she's kind of also holding back a little bit just because she knows that Bowers has made the, you know, right. complaint. So yeah, you know, absolutely. She's telling her, look, I don't want to get in, you don't get in my way and we won't, you know, have any problem. And then Bowers starts talking about, you can't get away with just calling me at my home and, and threatening me and blah, blah. And Eve's like, I didn't call you and threaten you. Uh, in retrospect, it always makes me sad that like Eve doesn't follow up on the weirdness that she that that's brought up like you know she's like i didn't do that but then she doesn't like speculate on it she never has time to right right that about, like, she really doesn't because you know yeah yeah it, like i'm always sad when i get that i'm just like oh if Eve hadn't been like so probably stressed by this she maybe would have thought about that and Right. Something could have been done. Obviously, it's not her fault. It's just a thing that makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> right. no, absolutely. I get that. Yeah. So, but, you know, because of that, then Bowers is actually pushing her. They're like, you want to take a swing at me, don't you? Oh. That's how your type handles things. But then, but you know, the problem with that is that it got Eve to say, oh, yeah, I'd like to kick your arrogant ass. Right. Yeah. You know, and then orders are off the scene, but yeah, let's yeah. true heart stay, which makes Bowers even more pissed off. Right. And, yeah. you know, she's like, I'm going to take her down. And in, on the one hand, you're thinking like, oh, this is just an irritant, probably like Eve is. On the other hand, in, you know, inside you're thinking, oh, what if this is serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And again, yeah. that's just the brilliance of the writing. Right. Just with everything that's going on, it looks suspicious. And then you're thinking, oh, wait a minute, this could be something serious. She needs to pay attention to this. So, yeah. Bowers. Is the worst. I was just it finishing that sentence for you. Worst. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bowers. Well, and, and, and I think after this, we should probably say that um, after this is kind of, isn't it that when she sees uh, Webster in her office? Yes. She like goes in her office and Webster's there. Because Bowers has made a second complaint. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to tell her like, this could be serious. Yeah. And Webster, another kind of side character that we see often. Right. This is, a, this is his first time. This too. Is his first appearance too. So that's, yeah. that's three characters that we meet for the first time in this book. Right. And um, I think, you know, I think it's just three. I don't think there's any more. Is there? Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah I don't think there's anybody else. No. And Webster. Um, and, you know, right away it's it, it, you know, in the text, it says that he's always had a thing for her. Well, yeah. But again, you know, Eve is, cl- is clueless. clueless. She always is. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just but also it's very about, like that Webster just comes right out and he's like, you know, I was like, come on. Well, yeah, I mean, she says to she says her typical line, which is, oh, you know, you've always been a stubborn bitch, Dallas. That's one of the things one of the many things I find attractive about you. She said, bite me. And he said, I did. It didn't take. It didn't take. Yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, um, that's a little inappropriate. But I don't know. You know. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it depends on the workplace. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think in that situation, it's fine. I mean, they have the same rank. It's not like either one of them has power over each other. You know, right. it's, it's definitely a line and it depends on who you are. I think like I'm never going to condone that kind of interaction in a professional workplace. However, yeah. I don't think Webster is being necessarily inappropriate. Like he's just being honest. He wasn't touching her. He was not like, you know, yeah. and and right. She I really would literally kick his ass in a yeah. second. If, you know, if she felt that it was inappropriate and she wasn't okay with it. I mean, and he knew he knows her well enough to know she would take it as a joke. Right. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, and again, if if she didn't take it as a joke, if she did feel threatened or uncomfortable with it, she would just punch him and yeah, regret it. <laughs> right. Exactly. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, I've never had an issue with any of that because yeah, I think that that's I think stuff like that is always on a case by case basis. Yeah. And, you know, in that situation, you know, if it was Whitney yeah. saying something like that to her, that might be a problem. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, it, it's somebody she has a history with that is the same rank as her. He doesn't have any power over her, really. Um, and they're kind of friends. I mean, and they're kind of friendly. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't I don't see any issues there. And like I said, he knows her well enough to know that she's going to take that comment as a joke. It's mm-hmm. not right. She's not going to take it seriously. Right. It's kind of a nice introduction to him, because when we get a little bit more of of their relationship in a couple of books. Like, I don't know. It just, it feels he's more likable in this way. Like he's already been established as someone who's, he's on the right side of the coin. We see that he's, you know, he's tied by red tape through this book and through any, really anytime we see him, but he's also like 
not an asshole. Yeah. Right. And he yeah. clearly does respect him and does like him. Yeah. And she's not right. a stand up to him. Like it's a we don't need him all the time, but I do appreciate anytime he appears. I think he's yeah. very well used in the series. Right. I think my favorite um to go off topic a little bit. I think my favorite Webster appearance is in Treachery when he meets Darsha and mm. the, whole, <laughs> like, the whole thing in the bar with him and Rourke being in the snug together. Right. And I, that just every time. <laughs> You're like, look at how far they've, they've come. Yeah. <laughs> they've got a history with too. each other. And it's just, it's great. It's a great interaction because Rourke's just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know, you banged my wife 10 years ago. Who cares? You know, right. but he, he's over the jealousy now. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just right. fun. I, and you know, Webster's clearly moved on. Right. And so, yeah, it's just funny. But you can tell that Webster really cares about Eve and really is concerned about her, you know. Yeah. Which is nice. Because he, yeah. he knows her. You know, yeah. he he's a good cop. Right. Yeah. And he's probably annoyed by this bullshit, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and he tells her, you know, you get the best fucking lawyer that Rourke's money can buy and put this away. But she is saying, like, I, you know, I don't need to use Rourke to clean up this mess you know she's not you're not using him you dumbass right. i'm sorry <laughs> my god she makes me crazy sometimes yeah <laughs> so anyway so he tells her as he leaves to watch her excellent ass and uh she wonders what she should do about the whole thing well what he said go to rourke and get a lawyer like <laughs> exactly uh, not hard yeah <laughs> smart guy yeah you know um then we get some really you know bizarre inside of bowers's head which we don't really i mean we need it yes but yeah. i didn't really need but to i mean it was it's like over the top obsession psycho shit like yeah, weird right? creepy stuff yeah, yeah. you know it's and uh, it almost makes me like feel kind of bad for her Actually, right. I think that's the point. Yeah, honestly. yeah. Getting into her head that way, and like obviously knowing the full through the full story and how she's being manipulated and all of that, like that just makes me sad because that's a real thing that real people deal with, and and right. and other people are victimized by, and it's just, it just makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. And and it's again, it's to Nora's credit to write something you know where you're in this character's head and you feel both kind of disgusted and repelled by them but also sorry for them at the same mm -hmm. time right yeah you know yeah. so it's just the 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 brilliance of this book really you know and you feel even more sorry for her because whoever sent the the droid out for eve has now sent a droid out for bowers and yeah. the droid ends up murdering Bowers. Yes. Then Eve is in Rourke's office, home office. I think it's home office. Um, and she's kind of venting to him. Um, and in, I think this is the scene where I thought it's something really serious is going on. And he's like, you know, it, it's really not, I'm not saying that it's his fault as a character, you know, but he's like got his own business going. So he's right. kind of half listening to her. She's venting to him and he's kind of half listening to her because he's got work. So he's thinking of work stuff. And that was the scene where I thought, you know, oh, he's kind of like treating this as, as like, you know, it's no big. It'll all go away. And yeah. All right. You know, what happened at work today? Like where it's, it is kind of a serious thing and you want to just go like, no, this is serious war. But he didn't know it at the time. So no. <laughs> I, you know, again, it's, it's jokey Rourke. 
kind of trying to get her out of her mood. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I was just kind of like, uh, pay attention to what she's saying. But it's only yeah. because as a reader, I know what's going on. Right. Know? I think yeah. that, I was just going to say that. I think that's part of it. You know, we know what's coming. Um, but he does spend a lot of his time listening to her griping. And a little bit tuned out once I, I, I'm not mad at him for it. I can't hold that against him or be mad at him for it because yeah, you know, he does spend a lot of his time on her shit rather than his own. Right. And you know, for him to tune out just a little bit one time, I can give him a pass. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just so happened to be the one time where it was kind of serious. Well, true. Yeah. That's a good point. But, you know, I mean, you know, in telling him that everything that happened that day, she mentions Webster and he's like, uh, wait a minute. (laughs) Who are we talking about? Who? who, who What? Right. Who is this person and what does he mean to you? You know? Mm -hmm. Wait, what's this? Um, Man. Yeah. It's her That always kind of, I don't know, that... The fact that he tuned into that so quickly has right. always been like, <laughs> really? No. Let her be like, let her be an adult and live her life. But right. Yeah, but yeah, but and it's not even that. It's so much as she talks about cops all the time, different cops. He right. doesn't stop and say, oh, who is this now? Every time. Right. So why would this one? It, that well, was I mean, basically- I- yeah, but it's it's usually when she's mentioning somebody that she knows in a in a in a conversation, it's somebody that he also now knows, you know. When she wow. casually brings somebody up, generally I would think it would be like, Oh, Feeney said this or you know, Whitney said this or you know. And yeah. in this case, she's going on about what happened in the day and she said, Well, you know, Webster's worried. Yeah. And that's I think that's why he kind of went to Webster and she's like, Guy and know an IAB. I and don't know. I just like, always oh. kind of thought that was kind of like eh. Yeah, maybe. It really? just seemed yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's gonna maybe. tune into the fact that you know, oh, oh, there's a history. Well, maybe she there. did say oh. it a little bit differently. Maybe, maybe there was a tone in her voice. There was a tone. There was a tone. He heard her tone. <laughs> must be it. That must the be Webster it. Tone. It's a Webster tone. Maybe she said it. Webster. It's Webster. But, you know, I mean, he said he's not, you know, she said, uh, Told him that they got drunk and naked and bounced around on each other once. And she, then she's happy. And he said, I'm devastated. Now you'll have to get drunk and naked and bounce around <laughs> with me to make up for it. So it's not like he was really concerned. No, 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 no. I know. I know he's not mad about it. I just, I, it just always kind of makes me chuckle. I'm like, right. Like he's going to pick up on it like that. I mean, come on. Yeah. But, eh, it's kind of cute. So why not? <laughs> So then uh, Nadine calls and she calls because Bowers went on TV apparently earlier before she met the droid. Right. And just spewed out a bunch of uh, crap about Eve, uh, a bunch of charges about her, you know, screwing her way to the top and, you know, being inappropriate. And she's a dirty cop and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So, um, but again, you know, jokey Rourke, you know, I can have a droid made up in her likeness. You can kill it as often as you like. <laughs> <laughs> Which is slightly inappropriate after. <laughs> right. Uh, well, they don't know she's, she's dead at that time. This is so. true. I know. I know that, but I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but then of course, you know, Eve gets the call. She finds out that, uh, from, Peabody. Yeah. The yeah. The next day. Stay. Yeah. The next day. And she goes in. Yeah. Right. And then everything goes to shit. <laughs> and now Whitney calls her into his office. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she goes in there and she sees that not only Whitney is there, but Tibble and Webster. And uh, she's clearly a, uh, a suspect in this murder. Yeah, because he asks, yeah, Whitney asks her about her whereabouts mm-hmm. the night before, mm-hmm. and you know tells her until they clear everything, proper procedure must be followed. He asks for her badge and her gun, which I mean, this the whole scene is just, you know, devastating. It's so devastating to read. Yeah, you know, just Eve's Eve's shock. reaction. Yeah. Eve's reaction, her shock when, mm-hmm. you know, she's asked to turn in her, her badge and her gun. Webster's telling her, you need to call your advocate. And, you know, she's telling him, get away from her. Now she has to go and uh, tell Peabody and Feeney. And, you know, and the other, the, you know, I guess it makes kind of sense, but how insulting for her. She's telling Webster to get away from her and Webster's, I've got to go with you to see you clear only personal items from your office, blah, blah. And I mean, it's a typical thing that businesses do. Yeah. It's just, and it's, it's just insulting. Mm -hmm. So you're adding insult to injury in this case. And he's asking her for her vehicle codes and. Yeah. Her communicator and the whole thing is just it's heart wrenching. This it's awful. This is to me, this is the most emotionally like gut wrenching scene. Oh yeah. Oh by far. Yeah. Because like, you know, her interaction with Rourke and her having to when she tells Rourke and when she has like her emotional breakdown and runs out in the yard all, you know, in the cold (laughs) that's all very like angsty but this is her, i don't know this is just it's hard it's yeah i'm stripping yeah. away who she is and also people that don't want to do it i think that makes it even worse right is that right. everyone obviously no one is feeling like eve but everyone in this particular chapter in this section is yeah. like this is not right this is not okay but this yeah. is what we have to do right yeah, and I yeah. that Feeney's like, uh, the fuck just happened? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Feeney's reaction is exactly. beautiful. Yeah. Ah, Feeney is so great. Yes. You prick bastard. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, he like grabs him by the shirt, like he's going to punch him out. And of course, it's not Webster's fault. So, no. you know, I mean. Yeah. But he's handy. Right. And, you know. Right. And Feeney's got to be pissed at somebody. Right. It's really, there's nobody to be pissed at other than, you know, the people that actually orchestrated all this. Yeah. The end of the, the end of the chapter when it's, when it's 
Peabody and Feeney in the conference room and Peabody's like, what do we do? And Feeney's like, we fix this. He yeah, right, so yeah. fucking great. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, dude. But of course, you know, the first thing he does is call Rourke because he knows that she's, she's going to, well, it's Peabody's going to be there. Rourke. Yeah. Well, Feeney tells her to though. Yeah. She's right. Call Rourke and tell her and make sure he's there. I wonder, I wonder how that conversation would have gone had it been Feeney who called Rourke. Right, right. <laughs> I would like to hear that one. Get your Irish ass home for your wife. Right. Yeah. But again, you know, I mean, right, and right after that, right after uh, Feeney tells uh, Peabody to call Rourke, you're uh, seeing uh, some of what's in the the killer's head. Mm-hmm. And the killer's saying, you know, now you will see, now that you're shivering outside, that the very system you've sweated for is meaningless. What matters is power. And he said, because the power is all mine. And it is legion. Yeah. And that kind of went over, over the top a little bit. But, yeah, you know, I think I every mean, time she has something from the killer's perspective until we get to the end where we actually have the interaction with him. I feel mm-hmm. like it's kind of over the top. It's very, <laughs> it's very dramatic, yeah. and yeah, but it is yeah. all about power. Who has the power, and really taking away Eve's power? Yeah. Oh, big time. Which is even worse than just killing her. Oh yeah. You know, it's also no, he's way just... more fun for um, you know, the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Once she's once she's dead, it's not interesting anymore. I might as well fuck with her life right. a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she pulls up to Rourke's house and she's in a cab because they took her car away from her. And and that's one thing that Rourke thinks. Like they'd taken her vehicle. Bastards. <laughs> Again, adding insult to injury. And I think you said it earlier, Tara. I mean, the whole thing is they took Eve's identity away from her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what she tells Rourke. You know, they made me nothing again. Yeah. And because, I mean, that's that's her identity. Well, and I, to me, I feel like this was the first time around that I really thought, because I will say that I always, like, I've always kind of thought of Eve's reaction to feel just like, I don't know. I was like, it's a bit much a bit much also like it it is it's about the identity and Mm -hmm. she's so incredibly innocent of this crime she's being like it's not like they're calling her out for her other bullshit you know it's not like she's being punished for some of the things she's done like you know when she is literally there when jamie kills alban or whatever you know right he's not she's literally being punished for something that she had nothing to do with she's it's all, like it's also kind of confusing for her. Like this just comes out of nowhere. I feel like right. I feel like that's kind of hurt even more. So yeah. So this time around, I was like, you know, Tara, you're wrong to feel like Eve was a bit dramatic in her reaction because right. you just have to think of it in the correct way. And I, I think that that's I think that's a big part of it. Had had she been like, yeah, I can see why they thought that I would have done this. But like, even I mean, even though there's really, really shitty and not very strong evidence against her, like right. they're all smart. You know, these are New York City cops. This, this is just like a, a precaution. It's a thing they have to do, you know, yeah, like, right. covering their own asses because that's what they have to do. And that's what she would be making sure is happening if she were in charge. But she's not. And she's 
this is just coming right. out of nowhere for her. And yeah, mm-hmm. yikes, you know. Yeah. And no, and none of these other people involved are defined as much as being a cop as Eve thinks she is, you know? Yeah. Like even yeah. like they're taking my identity. And obviously a big part of this book is, you know, and a big part of the series is Eve realizing that that's not just who she is. She's not just a cop who, you know, overcame all this shit. She's a human being, a woman, a wife, a friend, a partner, a godmother, you know, like she's all these wonderful things that the rest of the world can connect with, but she doesn't see herself that way in this, at this point. Right. Right. And everyone else involved who also knows this is bullshit is not thinking from that direction. That's not their identity. Like it is to her. What is always always sad when she's like, they took my badge, you know, and just like, Well, I mean, when that is, yeah, like you said, like her identity, it's, it's gotta be. Another thing I want to say about this as a person who started reading the series when I was 10, 12 years younger than I am now, I was much younger than Eve. And now I'm older than Eve. I remember thinking like when I was younger, like, you know, oh, people who are 31 are so much more mature and capable of handling things like that. (laughs) 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 Personal, like, attack on myself. I come into my 30s and I'm like, oh, shit, I am so not emotionally capable (laughs) at all. Yeah. (laughs) Not at all. It's so much, it's actually very relatable in a way that I think that, I think it's important that we have readers you know that, that she has readers of this series of all ages and yeah, I think right the three of us are like we're we're not the same age you know like yeah we're reading from yeah. different perspectives and different backgrounds and i was just like wow i feel so much more like connected to eve in the ways that i didn't in the past and in the ways that i did in the past i'm like yeah that's not it you know i don't know i think, yeah. I think it's lovely and this book, especially, where I was just like, "Come on, Eve, you're stronger than that. You're you're in your 30s. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? No, 25 year old Tara yeah. was an asshole. In your 40s, you're not. Yeah, no. So of course, Eve is very devastated, and she's uh, retreated to her bed. And um, Mira comes over to see her, and you know, Rourke is saying like, "No, she's not." able to see anybody right now so they just have a little discussion mira and rourke which i think is really nice mira uh <laughs> uh it says it rourke uh turned faced her the light streamed through the window behind him the dangerous blue of his eyes made mira think of a cold and vengeful angel ready to leap into hell and he said you know she never has to be alone and Mira says, what you have with her will save her just as it saved you. The whole exchange between he and Mira, I think, is a great yeah. moment. It's nice. I I find that I like Mira more when we get to see her interact with the other characters. Um, yeah. Because she, I mean, I, I love her with Eve. I love how, you know, how she is with Eve. But I think that we just get, she's a character that we learn more about in the, the few moments we get to see her with Rourke. I really yeah, right. love, I, every time she and Rourke have like a scene together, I'm like, yes, I love this scene. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And yeah. I think it just gives us another reason to love Mira. I also think that like in contrast, all of the Eve, Mr. Mira stuff is 
exceptionally lovely. Yeah. yeah. And then Mira uh, volunteers to help um, by getting uh, them some of the files that she has on Bowers. And... Um, Which is, is uh, that like um, a breach of her? Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's a violation, y'all. And I mean, yeah. by that, by that well, I mean, I know that it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! So it's so no, that's not what happened. So Rourke had information on Bowers and was going to send it to Mira. It's saying that's right. Um, she says it shouldn't take more than a day or, or perhaps two to get the information that he wanted. And he said, I have the data now. And she said, right. I see <laughs> if you transfer the data to my home unit, my personal unit. And then she says, I assume you have no trouble accessing my personal unit. And he said, none whatsoever. And she <laughs> says, how very terrifying you very are. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's still, it's still pretty shady, but <laughs> it's still pretty shady. That's okay. Um, um, I, mean, we honestly, I mean, she's, de she's dead. So it's not like she's. Yeah. Right. And, and point, it's information that Mira could have gotten anyway. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So, you know, I think a lot of what Rourke does um, is greasing the wheels a lot of time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. He's gotten through the rest of it. Yeah. 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 It's not anything that they can't get themselves. It just would take a lot longer. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. It also just continues to show us just like how closely they all work together in this respect. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. me, like I feel like Mira definitely works probably more than is required of her on Eve's cases. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's pretty hands-on as far as Eve is concerned. You also have Mavis coming in yes, and you, do. you know <laughs> wanting to interact with Eve. And Eve's like, no. And, you know, Mavis is not going to take no for an answer. What a shock. You know? So, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, Mavis it helps even a different way than Rourke does. So it's, it's good to see her. There are times that I enjoy Mavis and that's one of them. Yeah. Because yeah. She needs to. It's usually yeah. when she's helping Eve that I enjoy her the most. <laughs> Well, I think right. it's just a reiteration of like how precious their friendship is and how unique right. it is. Because no, every time you just if you try to like take it apart, you're like, yeah, these people don't really belong together as friends. And then you see them together, and you're like, oh wait, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. And yeah the, sure. the thing that Mavis gives her that Rourke really doesn't is that you know thing that I think only friends would give you like right away. You know, she says those suck face pissheads. You know, <laughs> so she's pissed off. I mean, Rourke is not really. I mean, he's pissed off, but he's not outwardly pissed off now. I mean, to Eve, yeah. probably yeah. because right. he felt like that's not what she wanted from him right. at the time. Yeah, I think that's one hundred percent it. Right. But Mavis is like pissed off and, you know, uh, I wanted to go find Whitney and call him a suck face pisshead in person. Um, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with them? And it has Eve going like, well, it's procedure, yeah. <laughs> even though prior to, you know, she's pissed off at the procedure. And now she's in the position of having to, like, 
calm Mavis down a little bit. It's procedure. And, you know, Mavis is, well, screw that in the ass sideways. She's so great. <laughs> I, I love, yeah. I love on fire Mavis. Like she's. Yeah. And she's definitely on fire. Yeah. Like I said, I love her the most when she's in situations like this, where she's comforting Eve. Yeah. Like this scene and like the scene in judgment when after the big fight with Rourke and she goes over there and right. the scene in innocent, you know, mm-hmm. where she goes over there and and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Why are you worried about this bitch? I love her. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. exactly what it boils down to. And when yeah. I was yelling at her, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's exactly what, you know, a friend would do rather than right. a, a partner. Right. You know? So, yeah. I mean, then Mavis, fulfills that role so it's just really awesome to see them together and um another one of those uh, highlights that everybody highlighted here in uh, kindle is mavis telling eve you took care of me when i needed you don't make me feel like you don't need me so i mean that was a good way for her to get eve kind of out of her yeah funk a little bit even though after mavis left she's still in a funk and this is when the scene uh i think that you said earlier tara of her like going out in the snow yeah because she has a dream and she comes out of it and and she kind of tries to walk it off but she goes outside to walk it off in the snow this is when you know i mean at at this point Rourke steps in because she comes in out of the snow and and it's interesting too. Somerset's role in all of this because she comes in from the snow and it says Somerset watched her for a moment, his lips tight, his eyes dark with worry. Deliberately, he fixed his most arrogant expression on his face and slipped into the foyer. And then he says, you know, you're filthy and wet and you're tracking water all over the floor. Show respect for your own home hoping that she would kind of like give it back to him, you know, like she normally does. And uh, of course she doesn't. She just looks at him and says, I'm sorry, I didn't think and turns to go upstairs. And it says unnerved Somerset moved to the communication center. Rourke, the lieutenant has just come in from outside. She wore no outer gear. She looks very bad. And then Rourke says, where is she? And he says, she's heading up. Rourke, I insulted her and she apologized to me. Something <laughs> must be done. Oh, golden dialogue there. First time, really. Uh, I mean, where there's like a full on, like seeing it from Somerset's perspective. Mm-hmm. In yeah. Interactions, so you can kind of see where things are turning for him. You know, because before it was always he was just being a dick, and you know, <laughs> and now you're like, oh, okay, now he, you get it, kind of that he's just being a shit to be a shit, and and right. this, he's doing it to kind of shake her out of it, and no such luck. So right. yeah. So next is when you know Rourke is basically tough love. He's telling her to snap out of it. Oh, and, baby. You know, Jesus. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I think it, it, it's, yeah, tough love. You got, sometimes you got to do that, you know? You know, poor Eve, though. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, wait, are you supposed to do this? Yeah, you're supposed to be comforting me. And now all of a sudden you want to knock me up? Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he's like, you know, give her a job. Well, you can work for me as private security or you can have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what? What? <laughs> this whole thing is just one of the best scenes oh, ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. are you crazy? A baby? Do you mean a baby? <laughs> you know, and uh, it's just and then, you know, of course, she then gets pissed at him and goes down to the gym and beats up a droid. And I just love the fact that he's watching her the whole time on the monitors and it's saying, you know, he was grinning like an idiot, you know, watching her beat up this droid. Right. Because, you know, seeing that she's like, Oh, okay. She's coming back to herself. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there are a couple of times, you know, pull yourself together and stop whining and where you're like, whoa, right? <laughs> if yeah. I was Eve, I'd be like, yeah. But also but it was, good job. It, good job. Yeah. Cause it was exactly what he needed to say at that moment. So, um, then poor Baxter comes in in the middle of all of that. <laughs> I had forgotten that My, Baxter. I, okay. I'm just going to say this right now. Baxter needs like all the credit in the world for like his first real appearance in this series because he gets mentioned in vengeance only to have Eve pull her weapon on him. Right. And then he comes in here and he has this shitty ass job where he has to go. He has to do the primary on the murder of another cop and he has to interrogate his own fucking boss. Right. And he's a total rock star and he's just like, yeah, okay. You know, yes, I'm gonna interview Eve, even though her husband just beat the shit out of me. Like, it was just right, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like, no wonder we love Baxter. <laughs> no wonder we love Baxter, right? I mean, honestly, I mean, Baxter is awesome. He gets he gets a really rough introduction into the series. <laughs> so he really, he really yeah. does. I've never really thought of it that way, but he really does. I, I find hard <laughs> Baxter. He's pretty great, and I'm just He's like, God, I'm like really just doesn't have a good old time at first does he yeah <laughs> so yeah and you know it's so funny because he's he's asking her questions but he's keeping his eye on rourke <laughs> the I whole mean, time don't because blame him. yeah i don't know. blame him one bit Poor baxter. <laughs> Poor baxter so another baxter inter- interaction that i really love is he's asking her about bowers is saying that you traded sex for professional gain and she's like have you ever known me to trade sex for anything baxter i managed to resist all of your offers over the years and he's like uh looking at rourke like uh come on dallas i was just joking you know when i said that. he's like your husband just hit me you're really gonna bring that up right now this is yeah, right really like Baxter wrong with you so uncomfortable right. dallas so then after Baxter leaves, that's when they decide, you know, Eve's deciding, okay, you know, I'm going to go rogue. I'm going rogue. <laughs> I'm, go rogue. I'm pressing you for God's sake, Rourke. I'm going rogue and I'm taking you with me. It's great. Since one of the murders happened in Chicago, they have to go to Chicago and uh, talk to the investigating uh, officer. Right. And yeah. I thought like, in the, I, I don't know, maybe it was just me. We have to throw more angst in for Eve. Like it's I, a bit much. that much yeah 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 i think i think that the information we learn from this is interesting and i like that it is introduced i just don't need it to be introduced in this book right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it seems like a lot there's a thing too that i noticed when i was reading this one she never knew 
the name of the hotel that they were in. I don't know. Right. If you guys have, I mean, I know Tara, you've been to Chicago. Mm-hmm. The South side is huge. Yeah. You're not going to happen. Up- was huge. <laughs> You're not going to just happen upon the hotel that she was held in. It's like fairly unlikely. Very right. unlikely. That part, I was just like, really? She's just going to randomly realize, oh, it was this hotel. Like, no. I mean, you know, when they go to Dallas, I get it because, you know, she knew the name of the hotel and she right. could remember, you know, and so, and they knew the general area where she was found. I think it's really just to establish that this is, um, this was a thing that unfortunately Eve and, and her father were not just in Dallas. This wasn't, you know, he was dragging her all over the country. That being said, the choice of using literally one of the largest cities in the country and I don't know, tying it was a bit much. I do appreciate that they go to Chicago because yeah. uh, that's oh, yeah, kind of cool. that. And and even just so just have them drive around on the south side and have her remember that way, you know? Yeah, just I'm sorry. You're not going to find the particular hotel unless you know where it is. I think even just feeling like I got to continue to torture myself and I'll feel maybe, I don't know, more self-deserving of. Right. I don't know. Like, I I mean, I guess I, I guess that that can be a relatable feeling being like, you know what? I'm just I just need to punish myself. I feel a certain way, you know, yeah. maybe that's right. part of it. I earlier see I she had some kind of a dream and she, she, did, she had like a flashback or mm-hmm. she had a flashback. Yeah. And then for some reason, she had it in her head that it came from Chicago. I think it was so. because she had looked she had turned up the Nordic center and her search or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that was, yeah. She had had that nightmare when Rook came in with the, with the yeah. stuffed cat. We forgot to talk mm. about that too. Boss right over the stuffed cat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which seemed weird. Like why, why would it's you kind give of her a random little, it, it was sweet, but it was kind of a, just a random little gift. Like, yeah, okay. it seemed cool. weird. Yeah. But I, I, I guess he saw it. It reminded him of Galahad. So, yep. And at least this is not like a cashmere coat that she's going to ruin. Well, you know, I mean, don't worry. She ruins plenty of things. (laughs) (laughs) This one may get ruined too. Who knows? So, nothing really was resolved or anything like that. She just just, uh, tormented herself for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that 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 throwing that bit in, I think, was just a little too much. It It just it just seemed weird, but. Yeah, I'm sure she had a reason for it, and right. uh, I don't know. Yeah. So they get back to work when they get home, and that's when one of my favorite scenes comes up, where um, he's telling Eve, you know, I'll input the disc. Give uh, he gave you while you're doing that. Do a cr- quick cross reference, and she says, "You're almost as good as Peabody." <laughs> And it says he stopped at the door, grabbed her up in a steaming kiss. You can't get that from Peabody. And she says, I could if I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, well, yeah, Uh, she she probably is not wrong. You're right. (laughs) That could be interesting. Uh, fan fiction <laughs> honestly <laughs> Nora if you outside of the Indus series if you want to write me a lesbian love story I am, <laughs> I am down well, I mean I, I really do feel like that's why 
fan fiction exists. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you wanted to write that. I do not want to write that. Okay. <laughs> I'll let someone else do it. I'm All not right. a great writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't feel like that's a requirement for fan fiction. But well, there is Maybe that. that's just me. But I love, I love that scene too. And I just, yeah, it's, again, it's Rourke really handling the situation with like, <laughs> with like really with great humor. And then Eve right. being like kind of on her game coming back with it. And it's, yeah. It, yeah. it's a moment of like, oh, this, this is going to be okay. You right. Know, the way Eve is yeah. responding now, it's, you know, it's going to be okay. It'll take some right. time. And I, you know, I, there's another, they, you know, is it just me? They have sex a lot in this book. They have a lot of sex in this book. I mean, they have a they're not mad sex about in this it. book. <laughs> We're no, not mad about and, it. no, I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, wow, they have a lot. Cause later books, they don't have so much. No, it's the first, like the first 20 books or so in the series, not even 20, maybe 15 books. There's a lot. Right. And then they start to taper off a little bit. So they have sex. And <laughs> again, uh, for some reason, one of my favorite scenes for some reason is they, they have sex. So he gets up afterwards and he's like, you know, doing stuff naked or whatever. <laughs> and he looks over at her and she's looking at him and he just like, he's, it says he lifted a brow again. You know, and then she's like, I don't think about sex every time I look at you. And he's then he says, well, OK, what were you thinking about? And she's like, about sex. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, but how it, it works, you know, to kind of yeah loosen her up and like get her head clear and all of that. So. Right. So Eve uh, asked. Louise, if she would look in, you know, find some files within the uh, Drake Center. And this is when Eve tells Rourke she needs a bribe. She needs a half million for a bribe. And he's like, well, tap into your account. There's plenty there. Gosh. And she's like, what? <laughs> what? And so she tells her like, yeah, you okay. You'll get your money half a million if we get this, you know, information. And then they have a big fight about him putting five million into an account for her. <laughs> And what I love about it is that he's like, I, I, I did this months ago. Don't you ever look at your finances? <laughs> I feel like if I were to marry a billionaire, I probably wouldn't pay attention to my finances. But prior right. to that, definitely would have. And I feel right. like Eve has made it very clear she never pays attention. And I don't think she did before right. work. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think she really did either. And I don't know. I just, again... I have so much irritation with her about the money thing. <laughs> Just what an asshole she is about it. I, I get it. I do get it. I understand she doesn't want him to think that she wants his money and she doesn't want right. money. But stop being a dick about it. Yeah. You know, like take it back. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, for once, just say, like, well, thank you. <laughs> That'd be nice. Well, thank you. Instead of take exactly. it back. Exactly. We all know you don't want him for your for his money. Yes, we get it. But he gets it. He knows, he knows. he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the important thing. He gets it. And so yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 
So then um, it's after this little fight when she um, has to go in for testing and she needs level three because it's, it's, you know, it's all or nothing for Eve. Yes. All the time. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, no, not level three. <laughs> everybody's yelling at her about it. I know. Like, oh, are you kidding me? It's the only way I'm ever going to be clear, which I don't know if that's true. That's 100% not true. No. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows she didn't do it. So, well, you know. And again, that's not what was required of her. Like, they're not like. Right. Right. She, yeah, I, mean, I think that's her being a dumbass. Eve. Honestly. She's she is yeah. very Eve. She's very Eve in that. She's being. Yeah, she's I, very I mean, Eve. It, maybe it's just a continuation of her feeling like she has to, like, prove something to herself. Because right. she's not, she doesn't need to prove anything to anyone else. And honestly, I don't know that she thinks that she needs to prove anything to anyone else. She needs to prove it to herself. Right. And she was yeah, and, so yeah. hurt and broken by that, all of this happening. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to say that there are definitely legitimate things within this series that Eve has done and that would would probably warrant giving her a second look and making her go through this type of testing that she is not at all, you know, that she doesn't do anything for, like she's not punished at all. Right. right. But in this case, she's like, I'm like, but we're going too far for no reason. Zero yeah. reason. Zero reason. <laughs> yeah. Doing yeah. That to yourself. Yeah, and 100%. especially for a person who has been through the things that Eve has been through and, you know, it's just yeah. like, why why would you choose to do that to yourself? Because she's Eve. Because she's Eve. She's Eve, and that's how she rolls. And that's how she rolls. And yeah, everyone so. secretly thinks she's an idiot for it. And they're yeah. <laughs> they love no, her they anyway, they but they're they... also like, this is right. really stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, she gets out of testing. And uh, uh, Louise was supposed to look some stuff up for her. And she finds out later that Louise has been attacked. And so she goes to see Louise. You dumbass but, Louise. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, she, yeah. Well, she would have been attacked anyway, I think. No, she, I don't think she would have because she went and confronted the nurse. That's true. Well, you know, yeah. you would have just passed the information on to Eve and let it be. Because we all know Eve's got the connections that would have gotten that information. Right. You know, but okay. They have to know that it exists before they can know where to look for it. But we've already said that Louise is very Eve. She is. So what would Eve have done? Eve, Eve would have gone. You would have definitely done that. Also, though, yes. um, we're going to give Louise some credit because she definitely fucking learns from this shit. <laughs> yeah. things like this ever again right yeah her skull bashed in right right I believe she's like 100 percent fine what is it four books later i mean it's seduction yeah. when we see her again so she's totally good yeah and she's like, not that yeah. long <laughs> right oh i yeah your recovery from that is going to be a little bit longer because that's i mean in in death time that's only what a month. I think it's like three months. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to be a hundred percent. Okay. In three months time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> well, you know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Fine. Fine. So, I, I can suspend my medical disbelief for <laughs> sake of the yeah. Um, then even Rourke do a break-in. <laughs> then even Rourke do a break-in. Talking. Which again, you know, I mean, I think at some point Eve thinks about like the line she's crossing mm-hmm. again. Again. Yeah. I mean, she says to him, I can't believe I'm doing this. I must be crazy. I must have lost my mind. I keep crossing lines. Eve has never crossed a line before the last book. <laughs> never. Yeah. It's only in the never more recent once. book. Yeah. <laughs> never once. The most by the book cop <laughs> ever. Uh huh. Oh, you man. <laughs> and she said, you know, I used to go by the book. I believe in the book. Now I just rewrite the pages, which is true. But it's been happening since conspiracy, since before conspiracy, really. Yeah, before. So really? <laughs> it started in naked when she started in the yeah. unregistered equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 You Uh know, and, and another one of, you know, my favorite, you know, little banter. I mean, Rourke opens the door. He's got her clutch piece he gives to her. Yeah. And she's like, what the hell are you doing with this? And he's like, giving it to you. You're not authorized to carry and neither am I. And he's like, you can reprimand me when we get home. And she's like, keep your mind off sex. And he's like, why? It's so happy there. <laughs> I feel like a great one liner or, you know, yeah. thing. Ever, yeah. Whenever they're they're breaking and entering, which is a lot. Yeah, I feel like the banter in that scene is always choice. It's always almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even Rourke banter. It's beautiful, right? Because I think it kind of gets Rourke a little charged up. I think it does too. Oh yeah, damn. You know, <laughs> I mean, what doesn't get Rourke charged up? Well, that's true. So they find the disc that they need, and um. I think that this is when they figure out kind of who's been doing everything. For some reason, she decides that now Louise is in trouble because. See, I think she should have realized that sooner. Well, yes. I mean, she's already been attacked. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I agree with you. She's already been attacked. There are, you know, Feeney had already told her that, you know, what's her name? The nurse was killed. Right. T and Woe was killed. So right. why didn't you think, oh, maybe and, I and one of her and one of her suspects suspect. is the doctor. Yeah. Right. That's attending. Yeah. So why aren't you right. why didn't you realize that twenty minutes ago? Like right. why you know, I don't know. The minute I for some reason that hit me this time. I was like, why didn't you realize that sooner? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But then there's the, it's just, yeah. Defense, yeah. And then there's the crazy scene where he, Waverly takes Louise out of her room and takes her to another room. Yeah, which is Like, why couldn't she get there and, like, find him in Louise's room and have the showdown there? Yeah. Right. It's suspense. In the order. Why does it have to be in the organ wing? In death reasons. (laughs) In death reasons. And yeah, I like that. That works. In death reasons. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. But you know, and then there's this whole, you know, 
they're they're she and Waverly are like arguing over Louise's bed. I'm just saying, like it it's almost like a comedy. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why you are know? No, yeah, this is dumb. Because at one point, Eve, Eve like hops over the bed or something, yeah. or pushes like, the bed. Yeah, like, Louise is in there like, trying yeah. to recover. Damn it! Critical condition. We're just running around, shoving her like around the room. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm I just it, it was yeah. just, it it's a weird <laughs> for the like it really is for the like conclusion of the book like the like the I don't know the crescendo climax. the climax of the book the yes yeah. thank you I could not think of the you c word <laughs> right you know I just yeah mm. it, it's weird. you know and of course Rourke is off like fighting some other fighting some third droid, droid. yeah. And kicking you know, its ass and you and, know, and kicking its off. ass and and yeah, I just yeah it's just a weird weird scene yeah and then and of course do is yeah all she has to do is basically get the best of him I mean she's a cop he's a doctor who is well not- she did eventually yeah but why did she take so damn long she well because he had a, a syringe to um, Louise's well, uh, I get that but it didn't take that much for her to disarm him. But you know, once she did disarm him, and now she's got him on the on the ground, and she's got him by the throat. Yeah. And she, and you know, by the book, Eve is you know starting to uh, you know telling him he's gonna live forever in a fucking cage, and says yeah. she starts to climb off him, sighed once, and then said, "I just have to," and then rammed one short arm jab into his face. It's already. So. By the book Eve. By the book Eve. Never crossing the line ever. Never crossed the line ever. <laughs> and then everybody comes in. Gonna, and I feel like that's gonna be a thread throughout the yeah, rest of right? the Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're right. Never once crossed the line ever. <laughs> ever before shadows. Nope. Yeah. Not once. Yeah. And she never said fuck. Never said fuck. Never crossed the line. I've never I've never even heard the word fuck in this series at all. Yeah. <laughs> what is that word? What? Mm. I don't know what that word is. It's appearing in this book for the first time ever. Yeah. He, you know, and now he she knocks him out because she punched him in the face. And that's when everybody like comes in, like, comes oh in. yeah. Hey. Next morning she gets called back into Whitney's office and uh she takes Rourke with her and she comes in and everybody's there, gang's all there, Whitney, Tibble. Webster's eyeing Rourke speculatively and Mira comes in and everybody's in there as she took a party. It's a big party and everybody's all choked up when she gets her her badge and her gun back. He said, you know, Whitney says to her, uh, Lieutenant Dallas, this department and myself would suffer a great loss if you refuse these. And she took him and Peabody starts sniffling and as she does. Yes, she does. As she does. <laughs> Everybody. That's our and he's and he tells her, Lieutenant, you're on duty. And she says, Yes, sir, let me just let me get rid of this civilian. She and Rourke have a moment, you know. And um 
<laughs> right. <laughs> That's yes, right. I agree. Finn agrees. <laughs> well, they had a moment. You know, and, uh, you know, she doesn't want to, you know, start bawling in the, in the bullpen oh, or whatever. Oh, so. Come here. <laughs> another dog barking outside so okay. anyway um the very last line is she says to peabody let's go kick some ass and peabody says i love when you say that sir pretty yes. great ending it's one of my favorite endings of books i just want to say that i feel like after i reread this book if we were ever to have a movie of this series i think this might be a top contender for one of like if we were to choose one book oh, yeah. could be this is a top contender. Absolutely. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. Cause like we said, it has everything. Everything. It has everything in this yeah. book. Ups, downs, highs, lows, ton yep. of sex. Lots of sex. Jokey Rourke. Yep. I think this one would be great. It's just a great book. Yeah. One hundred percent. Deserves a spot in the top five of all time. Oh, for sure. Uh, for in sure. death books. Yep. Definitely in my top. At least in a top 10. Yes. I would think for everybody, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe there's somebody. I would say most there. people at least. There's some 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 weirdo one, out there. One that outlier out there. That <laughs> Who knows? If we ever do a we review the reviews of this book, we will find that person. I'm sure oh, we will. Shall. It will be fun. <laughs> I'm sure we will find that person. Yeah. That'd be one. So I think at this point we uh, talk about a a few things before we close, which is um, we have some comments. Some listener comments. You got comments on. um, I do have comments on Twitter this week. Thank you. You should do Twitter ones first because. (laughs) Susan Strickland said one of her favorites. It's a turning point for Eve, not just going rogue to finish and close the case, but realizing that she could have handled things had her suspension, realizing that she could have handled things had her suspension become permanent. Plus, we meet Louise. Right. Yay. Yes. One of my favorite moments is when Eve finds out about her bank account and her reaction yeah. is to ask work to just take it back. Minus her consulting <laughs> fee, <laughs> a.k.a. Right. to Louise. <laughs> right. Louise needs that. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes. And she deserves it. Exactly. For what Eve put her through. Yvonne Ridge says, I think, yeah, I think it's Yvonne. Um, mm-hmm. It's the top five of the series. And yeah. Pen206 says, I cried when Eve lost her badge as it was so cruel. Glad that work was there for her and kicked her butt. <laughs> we agree. Work was yes. able to refocus on the case. So yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, those yeah. are our listeners. Today. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think overall everybody just loves this book. Yeah, you know. Um, Absolutely. Born truly Canadian says when Eve is blamed for Ellen Bowers's death. Uh, it shows a different side to Eve. It shows that she's vulnerable and feels deeply. And it's one of the things I, I forgot to bring up, but you know, also, yeah, when, when she, when she hears that uh, Bowers was killed, she does kind of, there is a moment where she 
you should feel sorry for, even though Bowers caused all this problem. So it does show you that she has some feelings, even for people that, you know, maybe she doesn't, you know, she's not too happy with or hates. Right. Maybe not hates, but, you know, is having a problem with or whatever. Her badge is one of her lifelines besides Rourke. When her badge is taken away, it's like cutting open her heart. You can feel how real her depression is and how Rourke fights to get her back. And she says she only cried a few times in the books. This is one. I agree with that. First read throughs. I cry every now and then. Um, Oh, yeah. It's not very often that I cry on a reread, but I actually did this time. But I was also very emotional last week. So that could have been part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Heidi says this whole book is just fantastic. There are so many good moments and quotes. Definitely my top five favorites of the series. Uh, One of my favorite things about conspiracy is the fact Louise is introduced. She's one of the favorite side characters. Or Rourke freaking out Eve by telling her they could have a baby was also (laughs) a hilarious moment to to relieve the tension among all the angst. She's like, Eve and Rourke are just goals. They know each other so well. All credits to Nora for creating these fantastic characters whom we simply adore. Yes. Yes. Penelope Esquire says, uh, when Rourke kicked Eve's butt after she lost her badge and made her refocus on the case, was a favorite. I mean, the whole thing is just a fantastic, fantastic book. So the other thing I have is we have a couple of S gens. One of them was from Yvonne. I think it's the same Yvonne that you were um, reading the quote from earlier. And she sent us an email and basically said, I'm curious as to why JD Robb lists two quotations at the beginning of each JDR book. Some of them are relevant to the book and others do not seem to be. And I feel like maybe we should do a, a podcast, a pod villa on this. Yeah. I think that's a good that idea. That'd be fun. Um, because, uh, has answered this. Yeah. Nora has answered this in the stupid questions threads that were on AdWolf uh, years ago. Uh, somebody asked her the same thing and Nora said she's got a couple of books on quotes and she says she also use, uses Bartlett's online. Uh, She says, I try to use quotes that if not directly connect to the storyline or characters, at least speaks to them. So maybe that's why some of the quotes maybe don't seem like they go or are directly connected. Although the ones that I've read seem like they go. I feel like they usually are. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not a really obvious way. I love it when they're not like obvious. But then like if you... You go back and think about it. You're like, okay, I see. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She also says the book, the quotes come after the book's written, not before. Because right. I guess that was one of the questions on uh, right. on Adolf. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's why she does that. I mean, I, she didn't ever say why, but why not? <laughs> Just something that she likes to do, I guess. Yeah. She likes quotes. There are those people that love yeah. quotes. And she doesn't ever do a dedication for an in death book. Right. That's yeah. a, that's yeah. a thing. So that might be why she does the quotes instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, except for, yeah, there's one in loyalty. There's a dedication in loyalty because apparently it, 
was um, something to do with the person is dedicated to her brother as a priest or something. And she said something mm. about she really wants to go to heaven. So, <laughs> okay. So she dedicated it to this person. And that's the only one that ever had a dedication. So, well, that, let's hope that worked. I mean, you know, yeah, right. Well, not dead yet. So, <laughs> so, um, our other Ask Jen question came from the wiki. Oh my. And this person saying, I am looking for the book about a group of religious followers called Red or Something. And I think I know the answer to this, but. Red or Something? Red. Red oh. in quotation marks. Yeah, that's. Looking. Um, 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 oh, I know which one that is. It's Delusion, isn't it? With the red, the red horse. Yes. Red yeah. horse. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Which I feel like maybe Nora had gone to like a uh, PF Chang's or something. <laughs> 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 red horse of, I don't know. Yes. We have Just a PF Chang's. Out there. Maybe. You know, I we go to a PF Chang's. I you know, some but... PF Chang's. <laughs> yeah. PF Chang's delicious. PF Chang's. Oh, that's what I'm going to name my religious group. Red horse. Red horse. Now let's go eat. I mean, I I get I'm gonna have these lettuce wraps. Kind of but it, it's they really good food and really good iced tea. Yeah, um, classic. I, <laughs> one of our listeners sent a private message on um, Instagram. Donna Horn. Okay, sent a private message on Instagram and said, um, "Substation Two also has good iced tea." Oh, <laughs> just FYI for our listeners. Awesome. I don't, I don't substation even know what two. Substation two is. Uh, me either. But uh, she has a substation okay. two where she lives and has good iced tea. Awesome. I'm if also going to say substation two. I will check it out. Here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to say um, Dickie's Barbecue Pit. They have good have, iced tea. There's not one in Grand Rapids, but there's one near Chicago that I go by every time I go down there. Yeah, so. I've never heard go. of it. Uh, what's barbecue? Yeah. They have good iced tea. But the reason I like to go there is they have fried okra. And there are not very many places in California that serve fried okra. Well, Michigan either. I mean. Yeah. And it is. (laughs) That's one of those things we were talking earlier about things traditionally that your family eats. And that's one thing that my mom has always made. Okay. From the, you know, when I was tiny, she's always made fried okra. Okay. So um, anyway, so now that we know where the good iced tea is. Fantastic. I love it. Um, it is important to know that. It, it is. is. It's very important to know where the good iced tea is. That was a very important conversation last week. So if anybody else knows where good iced tea is, please let, let us know. know. It's yeah. important. Um, so important. we had a trivia question. And the trivia question is, when Rourke sees Eve wearing the sheriff's badge that Peabody gave her for Christmas... What legendary actor did he compare her to? And uh, this one was answered once again by Heidi. Heidi yes, is Heidi. on a yeah, the, re- the rest of you better fire. step up your game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because Heidi's answering them all. All your asses, man. That's right. <laughs> so the answer is Gary Cooper, who, of course, Eve didn't know. Of course. No. That's no surprise. She knows none of those people. So uh, the trivia question for this book is Louise made up a disc of evidence for Eve. Uh What did she name that disc? 
Love it. That's a good one. <laughs> I feel like you're kind of every time I read it. Oh, I, I do. I do love it. <laughs> I know. It's so ridiculous. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Another great part of the book. So, um, so yeah, I think that's that's it. That's it for this book, right? It for this evening. And I don't even I we I have my little calendar and I don't have what I think next, you know what we're doing next week. Do we I don't have any clue what we're doing next week. <laughs> well, we'll figure you it guys, out, everyone. You guys will be you know just surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah no idea surprised. what we're doing next week. Sorry. Maybe one of you will will suggest something and we'll. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, Yeah, that's a good idea. Before before next Tuesday. (laughs) We hope. We hope. We hope something will come up before. (laughs) We're kind of iffy right now. But, uh, and we're not going to think of anything right now because it's late. But, um, so um, there's going to be Pod Vela next week that we don't know what it is. And then the book after that is. What? Nobody knows. It's so late. Loyalty. Loyalty. Yes. Is going to be the book after that. Correct. So, um, as usual, you can get a hold of us and tell us uh, your thoughts on anything or ask Jen a question or answer the trivia question before Heidi does. Uh, You know, who knows? Anything could happen if you contact us. You got to be fast. You're the girl to beat. Yeah, I know. You got, you guys got to be fast to, to beat Heidi. Um, but you can get in, in touch with us if you don't already know on our uh, social media. Just look for Podcast in Depth on Instagram or uh, what is the other one? Twitter? Twitter. I was going to say Facebook, but we are not on Facebook. <laughs> um, you can send us an email at show at, at podcastindeath.com or you can visit our website podcastindeath.com or you can call the number. So one day somebody's going to do it. Call the number. The number is 205-4-ROURKE. So (laughs) 205-4-7-6-2-7-5-3. Yes. If you don't know how to spell ROURKE. And um, so get a hold of us. uh, Send us a message on Instagram or on Twitter or anywhere else because we like to hear from you and i think that's it from podcast in death this week uh i am aj i'm jen i am tara and we'll see you next week y'all bye Bye, guys bye (laughs) thank you for listening to podcast in death If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcast in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. 
This podcast and all of our previous podcasts are available at podcastindeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at podcastindeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcast in Death on Twitter and Instagram. But no, we don't have a Facebook page. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-4-ROURKE. That's 205, the number 4, ROURKE. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slant you to you.